The Mariners are back at 500, but is that going to last through the rest of this homestand? The Mariners are getting ready to take on the Athletics for the next two games of this series before taking on the Pirates. There's a lot to talk about in this episode, episode 9 of the Hit It Here podcast. Joe, how are you today? I'm good, man. That's good. Did You you didn't no, sound like you got to watch much of the game. You, you're not going to cut me off on this one? Oh. I would never. That's kind of surprising. Yeah, I did not get to watch much of this game because, well... Blackout restrictions where I'm at. I cannot watch Oakland Athletics games on MLB TV, and all the streams I found were pretty buns. Now would be a great time to add a product placement for a VPN, but that's not happening. Yeah, so I missed the majority of the game. I think I watched an inning and a half at the beginning, and then I was on Twitter, and I saw about four batters ahead spoilers. And I'm like, oh, I'm just going to go on game day instead. So I was watching it on game day. Everything that people are going to want to see is about the eighth inning of this game i mean the mariners won sick they they should and marco was good and jp at a home run ty france at a home run but we need to talk a little bit more about ty france because during the eighth inning he got hit in the hand right on this area of his wrist on the outer wrist there's a bone right here got hit by trevor may Mm -hmm. who's a seattle guy and he went down to first base and got to first base and i think he played for and out, which that out was another thing we'll talk about. And then they pulled him and put in Sam Haggerty. Yes. First of all, I was like, please don't put in Sam Haggerty to play first base. But nonetheless. Uh, alas. <laughs> I, I had a tweet lineup that said, Jose Caballero, you are now a first baseman. But I didn't I didn't send it because I did mm. So to interrupt you, mm. on game day it just says injury delay, and I know Francis at bat. I just went, What the f-? And I just, uh, yeah. go to, I just go to Twitter. I'm just like, refresh, 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 refresh. And nothing's popping up. I'm like, what happened? And I see that Ty France is on first. I'm like, okay, so maybe it's not as bad. And then I see the tweets coming like, oh, he was injured. Like, he was down and, like, like not super steady. Like, on you know, just stuff where the training staff was out. And it wasn't looking good. And I saw where it hit. And I'm like, it's on his freaking wrist. Mm-hmm. And I yeah, was just, I mean, ugh. He was in a lot of pain. Uh, was so, it, he, so was it comparable to when, like, Gino got hit on his elbow and we thought it just shattered his elbow? I, I'd, I'd say it's similar. I think Gino okay. was a little more animated about it. I mean, Francis as kinda, he, he was more face in the dirt, you know what I mean? Okay. Face down, ass up kind of a thing? Got it. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> speaking of Gino, he also got hit in this inning, kind of in between the numbers. Okay. And he gave Trevor May a bit of a stare down, which... Um, and you could tell Trevor May didn't want to do it. And, like, Tr- Trevor May... I, I love Trevor May. I know you do, too. Yeah. And, like, Gino staring him down. Trevor May was immediately like, that's on me. Like, that's my bad. I'm sorry. It's his first game back after coming off the IL dealing with anxiety. And so, and mm-hmm. it's his hometown. He has family in the stands. There's no way, shape, or form that he's trying to hit any of the Mariners in that situation. Yeah. And there's so much more to talk about in this inning. But I do just want to kind of bring up the whole Trevor May thing because, like I said, coming off the IL dealing with anxiety and he hits two guys possibly injures ty france and he did an interview afterwards saying like you know i'm gonna reach i need to reach out i need to find a way to reach out to ty france make sure he's okay because i want to make sure he's still able to play and all this good stuff because yeah you know trevor may's a good person mm-hmm. and again first game back and he's getting a stare down from gino i personally don't I personally don't love that from the Mariners because there's no way in any way, shape, or form is he trying. Is he doing that? Like it's an intentional thing. Yeah, yeah. And that's the second time this series where a Mariner has thought the Athletics were hitting them on purpose. Yeah, that happened with Julio, mm-hmm. where he was asking Shea Langoliers, "Did he hit me on purpose?" It's like, no. Yeah. Why? Why? Whether I, the I, Athletics, they're ten and forty. 
Yeah, I think it's just one of those things where anytime you do get hit in a situation where there's not really like a lot of pressure, I think, mounting, where that's where hit by pitches, I think, kind of come into place, where there's pressure mounting and a pitch gets away because, you know, whatever's going on. I think that's where it comes up. When it's not those situations, when it's just kind of lax, I think is where, oh, was that intentional? For whatever reason. And you have to know, I think, as Julio, as the batter, the guy on the mount notorious for his lack of control. That's why he literally got moved to the bullpen. Shintaro Fujinami was awful with his control as a starter. Athletics moved into a bullpen, and he's still struggling with that. He struggled with it over in Japan. There's no way, like you're saying, it should not be viewed as intentional. I'm pretty surprised that some of the players are viewing it that way. I think, though, it is just one of those things where you get hit. There is that inkling in the back of your mind of, like, was that intentional for a second? And then you kind of come back to earth. I think I don't mind Julio's asking just because, like, you know, Shailen Lear's right there. Was that intentional? Obviously, he's going to say no, regardless right. of the situation, <laughs> even if it was intentional. But I think just kind of, like, not really addressing the pitcher, but more so, like, the guy behind the plate. Like, yo, what's going on? Obviously not. Gino's stare down, I think it's probably just on backpacking off of two things. Gino's more animated kind of persona if you will he is just kind of that guy where he's very high highs of the good vibes only but also he is an intimidating force he's not like overly he's not like a tall big dude but i would he would be bottom of my list of guys i'd try to pick a fight with on the seattle Mariners. <laughs> you know what i mean dude is intimidating. Who's top of that list who who on who, who on the Mariners could i pick a fight with sam Haggerty. Yeah. oh my god oh, okay fair i'm, yeah, I'm like i'm putting him in a chokehold I mean, if I could catch him, he's really fast, but that's, you know, part of the issue. I Tom think Logan Love, Gilbert for me. No, he's so tall. He's a giraffe. He's going to get so much force behind it. His extensions one hundred is, is in the that's 100 true. percentile. He's, he's going to hit me from afar. That's a good point. He's going to hit. He's, he's got the range. He's going to get a lot of torque behind it. Interesting. Anyways. But also with Gino's persona, the fact that France got hit, was it two batters before? Right? Two batters before, yeah. So it's just, it's this, it's in the same inning. I think Gino's just upset that it happened twice. Where I think we talked about this during our live stream on Sunday, talking about control issues. If a guy just can't seem to find the zone, you got to get him out of there. Yes, it's Trevor May's first appearance coming off the aisle dealing with anxiety. If you're, you know, Mark Kotze, was I don't was there a mound visit at any point during that eighth inning for the A's? Like with the pitching coach came out. There was after hitting Gino. Okay, so yeah. I think maybe you do it before. If, if there's a moment where. You know, you go out and talk to Trevor May after he hits Ty. I think then it would look less worse. But if you don't do it and he hits two guys, it's like, okay, what's going on? So. Yeah. And I know for, obviously for May, I mean, this is, well, while the game itself didn't seem like there was a whole lot of pressure going on because, A, you're playing with 10 and 40 athletics, you're winning. Yeah. It's still, for him, that's a bit, like, that. that's like a huge I was going to say, him. that's the difference, I think, between Fujinami and then May where May is under that a lot of pressure. People probably should know that if one's going to get away, this is going to be that moment where it's guy making you know his return in a one-run game against the heart of the order. He he throws hard, always has. So yeah. yeah, and so you haven't watched anything from that inning. I'm assuming you haven't. No. You saw you saw the hit by pitch for France. You haven't seen the way the way May reacted when he hit. Gino I I, I think I, I mean, you talked about it a little bit when you were explaining it, how he was just immediately like, oh, like my bad, like on me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I and... saw something on Twitter after the game where it might have been May 
in talking to some sort of press where he's saying he needs you're saying he needs to reach out to Suarez in France but he said that he hasn't played with them a lot or hasn't really like had an opportunity to play against them a bunch but he knows that they're good guys mm-hmm. and I think that acknowledgement of like you know well, I'm a good guy you know go reach out to him and like right. he will because Trevor May good guy yeah and so I don't know if for for tomorrow and the next day's game or I guess today when you're watching this for the next two games against the Athletics, I doubt there's any retaliation I hope on not. the Mariners' part. I hope not, because, again, we all agree that none of it's intentional. Yeah. But the way the hitters are acting mm. is that they think it's intentional, which I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm not going to say that the Mariners If it was the Angels, up. I might be a little bit more like, okay, right. what's going on? Or the but Astros. It, yeah. But it's the Athletics. Like, I, yeah. you know, if any, like it, if any team in the division is going to be our bud, it's probably going to be the A's. And yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that's a good thing, but yeah. Yeah, true. right. Like, do we want them as our backup? Maybe not, but. Yeah, and I don't know why you pick a fight with the 10 and 40 athletics. They're already down in the dumps as it is. Exactly. But, uh, well, it'll be interesting to see. The good news about all of this is that Ty France's um, x-rays were negative yes. on that play. So Huge dub. Doesn't mean that he's going to be in the next couple of days. It doesn't yeah. mean that he's not going to because they said the swelling was still really bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, but, you have to imagine. So also another part of that inning, which again is probably something you didn't see, was the fan interference. Um, I, I saw people saying that he just needs to get kicked out of the stadium for life. I mean, yes, <laughs> and he looked like, pardon my French, but he looked like a D-bag. Like, yeah. you looked, could tell he was sitting like there a like, he was like, come on, yo, give it to me, blah, blah, blah. And he didn't even barb it. He didn't even catch it. Like, he didn't even come close. He sucks. If you watch this channel, bro, I'm sorry, but you suck. You gotta go get. You gotta go hit the fielding drills, bro. <laughs> so and what happened? So it was just a pop fly down the line. Loriana's trying to make a play, and dude gets in the way. So it was it was a fly ball down the right field line, and at T-Mobile, there's that little cutout that like curves yeah. in mm-hmm. where you kind of lose him in the camera. And the fan was up there. He totally misses the ball. It like maybe hit like the pinky of his glove. I think is what they're saying. And. Loriano immediately points up saying that it hit his glove and therefore Julio's out. Sure. Like Julio's Does Loriano not even like make a, an, a, an attempt to catch it or do not anything really. there? I mean, was I he I mean, close at that point, to making the play? Yes. Okay. I would, he probably would have caught it. I mean, it's impossible to say because sure. of just where the ball's at. It's not, it wasn't like the Bartman play where the guy's literally camped under it and mm-hmm. Bartman's just like, yep. That's but fine. Yeah. It was. A play that, I mean, Loriano's a good outfielder. He probably would have caught that ball. Yeah. So, I know that Julio didn't love that play. I think that that play overall was annoying. And the whole eighth inning was just the craziest thing I think I've just ever like seen. A in like a, such a short, like, amount of time. Yeah. So, you got to make that catch. If you're, if you're the fan, if you make that catch, you probably, Julio's probably not out if you make that catch. Sure. Because he missed it, and then it showed the ball basically creaming away from Loriano. Yeah. It's, it it creates know. that, that dialogue of, Oh, there was a chance to make this play for the fielder mm-hmm. causing Julio to be out. Was it originally ruled the other way? And then they overturned no. it. No, it oh, was so ruled it was the whole time. The whole time. Interesting. Yep. And I, then the I, Mariners I the, challenged him. Okay. I saw the, the outcry on Twitter of just people. And then I heard, I saw that the fans were, really just laying into the umpiring crew like lots of you know heavy rains of booze and so that's the other thing so that whole inning and the way that trevor may took it was that they were booing him 
and they weren't. They were booing, in my opinion, they okay. weren't. They were booing. Could have been the like a, a mix of both, but right. They just like okay. the whole inning. They just kept booing, boo the whole time. Even before they hit Suarez, the 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 fans kept booing. It didn't stop. It mm. even went into the next inning. They were booing. Yeah, the umpires. Okay. And but I, Trevor May, I think thought they were booing him, and maybe they were for hitting two guys. Sure, but. I don't know. I if I'm Trevor May, like I you can't take that part personally, but I guess we'll see. We'll see what happens over the next few uh few yeah, games I mean, to see if May will get back at anyone. If I'm the A's management, I'm probably not putting May in another game in T Mobile. Maybe wait until the next series. You he wouldn't even see tomorrow anyways because he threw to like in the yeah. previous game. So maybe it would be in the final game tomorrow on Thursday, but even then, probably just wait it out. You know, let him just kind of get back into his groove. So now let's talk about Marco because he was pretty decent in this game. I think he put up a quality start. Did he go six? He I think did. he did. You had a great yeah. chance at a segue. Talking about getting into someone's groove. Marco after the first inning. It's 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 the typical Marco start where we're down on our luck. We're ready to ban Marco to the shadow realm. And then he comes out, has a bad inning. We're like, okay, it's finally time. It's finally going to happen. And I was looking at it, and I'm like, oh, the A's already scored. We're down one nothing, And then they scored two, and I'm like, oh, great. But then Marco comes out and has a great rest of his start, as he, I think, typically does in those ones where it's going to go one way or the other. If he gets out of the first inning relatively unscathed, and then the second inning goes well, I think you can usually count a quality start or close there, too, for Marco after that. Yeah, and... What the the first run that was scored was Asturi Ruiz, and honestly, in my opinion, the only reason that he was able to score that run in the first place is because he's really fast, speedy like, boy, isn't he? Is like, he leading the league in stolen bases? He has yeah, like twenty four, right? Yeah, he has twenty something. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. No one else is even close. Yeah. So let me let me read you this tweet because this is the tweet I was looking for earlier from Larry Stone. Larry Stone said, "Lots of Marco bashing going on, but here's the deal: he's made nine starts. Two have been horrible." A combined 13 earned runs in four and two-thirds innings. Ouch. In his other seven starts, he has a 3.4 ERA. Mm-hmm. That works for a fifth starter. Agreed. I I I saw some tweet. It was after the first inning. Shortly thereafter, it was like, Marco, like, quote, Marco's a good fifth starter, end quote. You know, mocking that whole stigma. And, yeah, I think if you can't allow, if we're not giving Marco or any pitcher that is, one to two bad starts every once in a while, we're not really being realistic. Yeah, you can't ha- peg Luis Castillo, George Kurt, you know, the the you know more premier arms. But we know Marco. We know it's going to happen from time to time. We even said it with Flexen last year before we acquired Castillo. Even this year when we had to use him, you know, before Miller came up. There's going to be some implosions here and there. But aside from those, they're usually pretty steady. And I think that tweet just encapsulates that perfectly. Yeah, and I, I guess mean, not even Jerry, the tweet, just the stats itself. But yeah, and Jerry Depoto himself specifically said he's going to have a clunker once in a while. That's just who Marco is, and that's just that's baseball, baby. I mean, mm-hmm. look at Marco over a full season; he's generally going to give you around a four ERA. He's going to probably start thirty twenty nine to thirty games for mm-hmm. you, and he's going to go out there every fifth day and probably give you between 160 and 185 innings he's never he'll never be like a 200 inning guy but yeah but with he, a good offense he's gonna give you a chance to win more often much, than almost not. every night yeah yeah so uh, i don't know i think we're just i a lot of us are very quick to jump on the we need change now 
And I think part of that is also because we've seen success from the younger guys that have come up and replaced these veterans that may have been struggling or however it works. You know, Miller obviously has been a very welcome part to the rotation. But if we're so ready to dump Marco for Hancock, who had, a, I think, a pretty bad blow-up start last time, his last time out in A, Wu was phenomenal yesterday against the Frisco Rough Riders, but he's on a pitch limit. So there's just not another option that I think is fully ready so we just have to sustain Marco. Yeah, I mean Taylor Dollard's hurt. I, I think Brian Wu might be ready, even I, with a pitch limit for for him. I don't know if he has a pitch limit anymore. He's gone six or seven innings the past couple of starts. But that's so. that's. I feel like that. I don't know. I would need to look at his pitch limit because innings I think aren't necessarily the full story because you can Easton McGee. What was it? Yeah. Fifty pitches through six innings i mean you rip tommy john for him yeah right but it's crazy throw one hit ball six and two thirds and you got to get tommy john's tough way to go but yeah i think mariners this year have shown a little bit more leash a little bit more like leniency with the innings specifically because i don't know i think in that braves game where mill the where miller started everyone's like miller has to come out in the sixth everyone was surprised that scott rolled him out there and then the whole conversation about they were short in the pen that day. He was going to allow two batters, and then that was it for Miller no matter what. Or not two batters, two runners. And I think it shows that there's a little bit more leniency with innings, maybe less with pitches, because I think Miller was still pretty efficient with his pitches going into that seventh inning. For Wu, I'm not fully sure about the pitches, because you're saying he's going deep, which is true, but I think he's just been very, very effective. Yeah, and that's a fair point. And I, yeah, I'd have to look more into his starts, but... I don't know. I mean, it's you could maybe, maybe have him go and then have Marco piggyback him if you mm-hmm. need to, or vice versa. That's an option if like you a... still feel like you need to keep Marco on this roster. Yeah. That's an option. Like, at that point, more than likely, Chris Flexen is off of this roster by the end of the week or yeah. by the end of next week. That's just probably going to happen. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Marco doesn't play up out of the bullpen. We've talked about that. But if he plays as a piggyback to someone like Brian Wu, maybe... And that's the only thing he gets used for. I'm saying he does not get used for anything else other than to piggyback Wu every fifth day. Yeah. Maybe that's an option that you could that you could use as well. I'm not sure. I don't know what the right answer is. But in my opinion, you keep Marco in this rotation for, I'd say, until the All-Star break at, at, the, at the earliest is when you dump him. Yeah, because he is still dependable. I'd say, you know, three and a half out of every five starts. I think that's good enough for right now. And, you know, your offense, if it's waking up, it could make that four. It could make it even five where you're going out and winning those games that Marco's pitching. I think it is interesting, though, you're talking about piggybacking Wu and Marco together. Marco starting, and then if he has issues, you know, if it's in the first inning or the first time through the order or vice versa where it's like you get, you know, the the standard third time through the order, everyone's got to watch out, Tanner Houck, you know, kind of vibes. It's an interesting thing to think about, like, with the Rays, how they, you know, pioneered the opener. Is there, like, a long opener? You know, you pitch three innings and then have another guy go three or maybe even four, and then you get to the bullpen. I don't know. It's an interesting thought. I don't know if it would really work because guys getting into rhythm and stuff, but I don't necessarily see that being worth it. Just keep Marco where he's at. Yeah, and I mean, I I agree. I think as of this very moment, you're pretty – satisfied with where your pitching is at why why change something the, you have one of the best pitching staffs in baseball and marco is a great number five why change anything and you may say to yourself oh well 
because then you know we could be even better but would we really be better do we know for a fact that marco gonzalez is any worse than brian Wu or emerson hancock right now we don't because obviously bryce miller was good that doesn't mean that everybody's going to be good when yeah. they first come up just because miller was good like you got you got the taste of blood in your mouth mm-hmm. blood's in the water and we're looking now, for more yeah I, it's it doesn't mean for a fact that these guys are going to be any better than marco gonzalez when they come up so i don't know i don't know if that's the right answer all i know is marco is facing the yankees i think next so Oh, there's the blow up starting in June no. or the end of May. No, maybe maybe he pitches the last game of the Pirate series. I think that lines up. Doesn't yeah. matter. Regardless. We've got we two more games to, to look yeah, we got two more games to look at for the A's. We do. Yeah. And I have a I have a question. I'm ready. Before we look at the rest of it. If Ty France needs a couple days. Yeah. Does Sam Haggerty play first base over the next few days? Or you call up Dylan Moore early. I wouldn't. I would say not rushing Dylan Moore would be my preference. I would, you know, counter argument or not not counter argument. Counter offer you a third option where it's you call up Jake Shiner or Mike Ford for five days. Obviously, it's not going to be Ford because he doesn't have options. But you know, Shiner does. You could yeah. Then use him there and then put him back down into AAA when you need, you know, the roster spot available. I think yeah, Moore is definitely an interesting thing to think about with him returning soon, but I would rather them not rush it. And if that means no roster move happens, then they're just going to leave that spot open for more. And Haggerty plays first base for two games against the A's or something, so be it. Yeah, I think that's more than likely what's going to happen unless there's a chance that – um Ty France is out for longer than just, you know, yeah. the next couple of days. Cause I, I don't think he should play the next two days. You're playing against the Oakland athletics. Just, I don't know, mm-hmm. Put you've already pushed the series at a minimum. You've already taken yeah. two. You've got two very good starters in Gilbert and Kirby. Then I don't know Miller and Gilbert the next two days, let them go out and win the game for you. You can win it without Ty France. And with Bryce Miller on the bump today, it's Miller time, baby. And Breaking Tea has the greatest Miller time shirt you've ever freaking seen. Joe is wearing a Breaking Tea t-shirt right now. And you can get this t-shirt as well as the Miller time t-shirt with the link down below. And make sure you follow that one to help us out. It supports the channel. And if you do, it will love you forever. Smooches. Smooches. Miller versus Ken Waldachuk. Waldy's nuts. It's it's night and day. I don't, you know. Waldachuk was, I think, the, the Athletics top rated prospect heading into this season. I think. Sure. Something like that. And we know the A's starting pitching just hasn't been it for this team in general. It's a lefty. We're going to see, you know, we're not going to see Trammell. We're going to see Pollock in there. We're going to see Caballero back in the lineup. We should see another great outing from Miller because he did it once against the A's in enemy territory. 2,500 people. There's a lot of pressure there. The Mariners should get to Waldachuk and have no problem taking today's game, in my opinion. Now, I just jinxed it, so we're going to reverse jinx it, jinx it and say that they're going to lose. But now I'm going to reverse reverse jinx it, so it doesn't even matter. Yeah, Tom Murphy should be back in the game today. Obviously, Cal is still dealing with that sore neck. Facing mm. a couple of lefties, this is a good time for Cal to sit the bench a little bit more and just get a few more days off to really rest that neck. He had that MRI, which showed no structural damage, and he was able to DH on Tuesday. But I'd rather Cal Raleigh kind of hang out watch the game you know take it in let that big dumper sit on the pine for a little bit yeah that way some pine buddy 
like my neck would hurt too if i had to carry that thing around you know what i mean so it's like sure i don't know just just let him let him sit the next couple of days let tom murphy just keep catching his toms i mean tom's been pretty decent this year tom had a double on tuesday so i just you know ride the hot hand versus a lefty and get cal some much needed time on that big dumper completely off top did you see marcelo zuna smack will smith in the head with his bat (laughs) oh my god crazy imagine cal's neck had that happen to him against atlanta it would have just been game over i would have been flying to atlanta to go fight marcelo zuna on the spot you be careful. He's been in quite a few fights. Uh, you know, that's that's a good point. I'm going to send you a picture to throw up in this part of the recording. Okay. Right? Of spring training a few years ago. Not a few years ago. When Jesus Montero took one in the head in a very similar fashion. It was the grossest thing I've ever seen in my life. Anyways, Logan Gilbert versus J.P. Sears. I mean, it should be a fun matchup. Hopefully, J.P. Sears doesn't, like, you know, one-hit the Mariners for eight innings. But former marriage prospect, J.P. Sears. I say that every time we face him. Another lefty on the mound. I think we'll see a lot of the same right-handed guys. Again, Tom Murphy, A.J. Paulo, Jose Caballero. Yeah. Probably not Ty France. It's a good thing, though, because Sam Haggerty is better against lefties. Yeah, this is true. So the next two days will be a couple of good days for Sam Haggerty to swing a baseball bat before he... Ultimate ends up in Tacoma. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So where he can get everyday at bats, we still think that he needs to get everyday at bats down in Tacoma. I think it'll be good for him to go down there and see the field every day and really make sure he's back from this injury because other than spring training, he hasn't gotten a whole lot of playing time yeah. for to prove that, you know, that the groin is not an issue. Mm-hmm. And so I think him going down to get everyday at bats and I mean, who knows how that's affecting him. Sure. And he stole a base and then advanced the third on a bad throw, right? He did. He did, yeah. So I don't so, know if it's, like, affecting his running. It, I, he just hasn't been able to hit the ball, which is, believe it or not, a huge part of baseball. The amount of people in our comments today saying they need to send down Wong over Haggerty. Are you guys kidding me right now? Be guys, for real? If you're really looking at stats, Wong has had a better year than Haggerty. If you guys are saying, you know... But Haggerty's only had a small sample size. So is Wong. Obviously, he's had more at-bats, but still. I'm just saying. And you know what? Colton Wong, specifically, in an interview, said that he's still trying to figure out at this point now what his place is on the team. And he's kind of understanding that he's not going to be the starter anymore, which has never really happened to him in his career. This is the first time ever where he has lost that starting spot. So he's a guy who is now going to see this new role for him. And we'll see how it plays out for him. But Haggerty knows his role. He knows exactly what kind of role he plays on this team. And he just needs to go down and get every day at bats. Because once the bat's going going hot again, Sam Haggerty is an electric player for the Mariners. But yes. he's not that guy right now. I see on our document over here that you wrote Wong question mark. Tell me about that. Caballero just needs a day off. You know, you're not going to have Caballero play, you know, every, every single game. He is the starting second baseman for right now. But as soon as I saw Wong in the lineup, I know everyone else on Twitter... I, maybe not everyone oh, yeah. else. The, the, no, the Twitter response was, what the hell is Wong doing in the lineup? Get Cabby back in there. But then on the other side of that, the, oh, everyone's going to freak out because Caballero's not in the lineup. And I knew that was going to happen. He just, it's probably just a day off. It's, it's just a day off. It's just, you know, it would be, you know, Teo getting a day off. It would be Crawford. It's, it, it's, get, it's Cal getting a day off. It just, it doesn't matter. It's one game. He's going to be back in the lineup again. We won this game. If that somehow then spurns an 0 for 21 streak for Caballero, the world's going to be set on fire because on May 23rd, Scott Service decided to not play 
Jose, like, it's just going to be this big butterfly effect and Mariners Twitter is never going to see, you know, let Scott hear the end of it. But yeah, I don't know. Seeing Wong in the lineup, it wasn't very surprising to me because mm-hmm. it is in a way still a platoon to a degree, right? Where Caballero is seeing the majority of the time and Wong is trying to get back on the right track. It didn't happen for Wong today. I still think, you know, Caballero is going to continue to supplant Wong at that position and be the better guy for the longer term and really kind of force the hand of Scott and management to kind of take a look at themselves and they may be like, okay, like where are we at with these veteran guys that just aren't really performing? With France out, it definitely creates an interesting dynamic with how the, you know, infield kind of shapes out. I would not be surprised to maybe see Gino taking reps at first or Caballero taking reps at first, having Caballero slide over to third if Gino's able to play first. His charisma card in MLB The Show can play first base. Let him do it. Randomly, yeah. Let him do it. No, it can play shortstop. It can play shortstop. Yeah, it's first base and shortstop. I don't know. I think, you know, if you're going to try and mix and match there and you don't necessarily want to play Haggerty every day and you don't want to play Wong every day, that's kind of where you're looking at. But I'm kind of interested, I guess, just in your thoughts on Wong and how, you know, the weekend went for Caballero because, or not the weekend, earlier in the, you know, back-to-back games with a home run. Amazing for him. What are your thoughts on him sitting out a day? Relax, people. <laughs> Pump the brakes. Just just relax. Calm down. Jose Caballero is not the second coming of Jesus. He's, in, right? he's the second coming of Ham Swaggerty. I can tell you that. <laughs> Um, I think that in terms of this platoon, okay, yes, it is still a platoon. Jose Caballero is not going to play every single day. It's He's just not. It's I would call, instead of it being a 50-50 platoon, I'd call it more of like a 60-40, maybe even a 75-25. That's where I would go. I would two. lean 75-25 right now. With Caballero getting 75% of the at-bats. But every once in a while, Colton Wong is going to get an at-bat here and there. Yeah. And if... and. In Colton Wong's defense, I know I'm the big Colton Wong defender, even though he spells his name like a dummy. Mm -hmm. In Colton Wong's defense, he hit the ball hard, really hard twice today, and it just didn't show up in the box score. And he played good defense. He played good defense today. No no miscues whatsoever. Mm So, again, Caballero is still the starting second baseman. Wong played okay today. You know, it's he played no worse than Julio Rodriguez. Damn. Thoughts? Colton Wong <laughs> Hot take. has been a better hitter this month than Julio Rodriguez. Julio got a hit today, no? I rest my case. I think you're wrong on that, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think... I just it, like to it, stir the pot. Yeah, it is just a flipping of the narrative, though, with where we were kind of at with second base. It's like, okay, Colton Wong's going to see the bulk, and then people will fill in. Okay, flip it. This guy that just came out of nowhere is now seeing the bulk of second base, and he's playing well. And to his credit, he is playing very well. So he should see the majority of the time. And I understand, or back-to-back games with a home run, it's a hot bat. You don't want to see that out of your lineup because any given day, you could be getting, you know, one hit or two hit against the Athletics into the seventh inning or whatever it was today until J.P. Crawford and Ty France decided to unload on the ball. It's one of those things where if Cabby's in the lineup, do we score before that? You never know, but it's never a guarantee either. So... Yeah, relax, I guess, with just the the outrage around Wong seeing an at-bat. And if it seems like, randomly, Jose Caballero just kind of came out of nowhere, that's just because he did. And I made a video about where Jose Caballero came from. It's on the screen now. Go ahead and click that one. Appreciate you guys watching this one, and go Mariners.